Welcome everybody to the Christian Marauder. Did you know that the Bible speaks of an age of Aquarius? Did you realize that folks? A time when people become lovers of self, betrayers, headstrong, a time when knowledge and lawlessness increases, a time when the doctrines of demons deceive, a time in which a stone monument in Georgia reveals. For many occultists, December 2020 marked an astrological event when the planets of Saturn and Jupiter converge. For many occultists, this was seen as the dawning of the age of Aquarius, also known as the age of Saturn. I bet you didn't know that. An age that collides two opposing forces to, in order to birth an immortal new age for mankind. In occultism, folks, there are 12 astrological ages. Did you know that? According to their cosmology, humanity is in the transition phase between the 11th age, which is known as the Piscean Age, and the 12th age, known as the Age of Saturn, or the Age of Aquarius. You heard that song back in the 60s, The Dawning of the Age of Aquarius? I'll explain that in a minute now. Well, the Age of Aquarius is best described in the Bible as when the devil attempts to ascend to heaven and overthrow God, his rule, his kingdom, his order, and his design, and take over the universe, take over the earth. That's the dawning of the Age of Aquarius. Occultists like H.P. Blavatsky and Alice Bailey mentions that there will be such a transition from the current Piscean Age into the Aquarian Age of Enlightenment. So what is the Piscean Age? Well, the Piscean Age is seen as an age dominated by a top-down hierarchical systems that need to go into the dustbin of history in the march of progress toward this Aquarian Age. It is a time marked by the rise of capitalism, markets, business, uh, new politics, political ideology, education, arts, entertainment, and religious structures, okay? It's a time to be manipulated by the Ephesians 6, 12 crowd to justify getting rid of the Piscean Age and establish the Devil's Rule. The Georgia Guidestones reveal this in its astrological features, where? In the central column, known as the Gnome or Seth Stone, which has a hole bore through it that points to the North Star, the same side which the Babylonian script is written on in the Capstone. So why is that astrological alignment pointing to the North Star so important? Well, Isaiah chapter 14 verse 13 reveals why that is. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I'll exalt my throne above the stars. I'll also sit in the mount of the congregation of the farthest sides of the north. I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high God. That's why it's pointing to the north. Well, folks, did you know that there are many elite occultists that are, who are behind the scenes that are pulling the strings to make this happen? They really believe that they are on the side of right and must bring a swift end to this Piscean Age, which to them includes all Judaic, Christian, Western values and influence, which they have infiltrated and perverted to justify destroying it. We are witnessing this today, a well-planned, top-down, bottom-up collapse of Western civilization to burn it to the ground and build it back Aquarian style. As I said before, I hypothesize how occultists plan to get there are unlocked through the Chaldean numerology due to the Babylonian script that faces north, as well as the numbers used on the site that is seen on site in the explanatory tablet, also seen in, on the certain astrological dates 
seen in June of 1979 when the plan was approved to build, as well as the dedication date of March 22, 1980. The summer solstice in 1979 fell on June 21st through the 22nd, and the dedication date fell on March 22, 1980, the second day of the Festival of Austria, the spring equinox. With that, did you notice any repeating numbers seen in these dates? June 22, 1979 and March 22, 1980. You have the summer solstice of June 21st to the 22nd happening in June, and you have March 21st, 22nd. You have those dates for the spring equinox. So you see the number 22 is mentioned twice, 22 and 22. Next, did you know that these dates are nine months apart? which so happens to mirror the human gestation period before birth and the spring equinox is all about birthing someone into existence. Did you realize that? So we see the numbers 22 mentioned twice that are nine months apart. Why is nine months apart so important? Well, for starters, the number nine is a sacred number in Chaldean numerology where the number nine represents the supreme superlative to bring about equilibrium, perfection, balance into the world, where nine will act as an enforcer of karmetic justice, integrity, and our honor. It is where all the other numbers are brought in together in full force to bring about a supreme superlative of justice, to bring about a new order that unites all into universal, selfless, collective service. Like the Georgia Guidestone Dedication Book mentions, its purpose is to bring equilibrium into the world on page 19. We also see the number 9 in the very spot, in the location that was chosen to have this built. Did you know that? And in the Chaldean system, you know that it's being used is by seeing repeating patterns of certain numbers, especially when you start seeing the number 9. If you know what to look for, you'll see it. The Guidestones are 90 miles, 140 kilometers east of Atlanta, 45 miles and 72 kilometers from Athens, Georgia, and 9 miles, 14 kilometers north of the center of the city of Elberton. The monument sits 750 feet or 230 meters above sea level. Why is all this important? Well, you look at the miles using the Chaldean reduction formula. 99 plus 0 is reduced to 9. 45, you add those two numbers together, 4 and 5, and you get 9. 72 kilometers is reduced to 7 plus 2 equals 9. And 9 miles north of the center of the city of Elberton, guess what? There are four times that the number 9 is seen. Let me scroll this up a little bit here. So what about the elevations? Well, notice the elevation is 750 feet or 230 meters above sea level. 700 feet is reduced, 7 plus 5 equals 12. 12 is 1 plus 2 equals 3. The number for Jupiter is the number 3. Meters is reduced to 5, which indicates Mercury's influence, because that's the planet that number 5 represents. And you add these two sums together, and you get the final sum of 8. Okay, are you following me? 8 is the number used to indicate Saturn's influence, because 8 is used for the number Saturn, to indicate that. So why is all this important? It's important because it's a giveaway that the Chaldean numerology is in play here by those who designed it, folks. They know what they're doing. And it's, they're designed to carry out a secret message that will actually act as guide stones to guide their own who come after them 
how to achieve the meaning of their number nine equilibrium. That word is written in there on page 19 of the dedication book of explaining what this site is about. They want to bring about this age of reason, this age of Saturn, this age of Aquarius that collide, folks, that collide to bring back balance and harmony and universal uh, immortality to all. Okay, let's go back and see if there are any repeating numbers found on the dates that R.C. Christian got the project started June 1979 and the dedication date March 22, 1980 nine months later so let's look at this folks the summer equinox fell on june 21st thursday through the 22nd friday of 1979 rc christian met these people on some friday which midsummer which is a clue that's most possibly during the summer equinox and nine months after from that date is the spring equinox of 1980 that fell on march 21st 22nd why is that important here well, because nine months is the human gestation period leading to birth. This might just be pointing out to the birth of Adias, who goes by many names like Dionysius, Zagarius, and others, birthed out of the womb of the earth. So, folks, is there anything to support what I say here? If you look at the central stone here in the picture on screen, is this is a symbol of a phallic stone. And what I'm about to reveal to you is not for the squeamish, folks. It's not for the squeamish. So get the kids out of the room. Plug their ears. And don't let them hear this because this is not meant for children. I'm going to be very tactful in my description. But you just need to understand that the central stone is... Is a symbolic of a phallic stone, an obelisk, just like the Washington Monument obelisk is. This is symbolic of sex magic, okay? The only difference is that the central stone is upside down, embedded into the earth. The four support stones are positioned in such a way as suggesting part of the female anatomy, and the capstone is another part of the male, okay? I'm being, trying to be tactful here. The vast majority of people and Christians around the world are oblivious to what is well known back during the first century church uh, who lived in a pagan world along with its perverse, addictive worship and lifestyles. Most who do not even understand why God could be so mad at such folks who worship idols of wood and stone, thinking all this was just mere superstitious mumbo-jumbo and has no value. Sex magic rites were meant to fuse the male and female energies together to bring forth a new age, uh, a new age, a new harvest, okay? An age of Saturn, if you will, an age of Aquarius, more aptly put restore the lost world of the fallen watchers that were seen in genesis chapter 6 verses 1 through 6 back in the game to bring back a new golden dawn it was a way of making contact with foreign entities these foreign watchers and gain inspiration from these fallen entities who are actually destined for hell and who want to drag as many human minions along with them as possible well, folks, sex magic was a big deal back in ancient times. It was well known. Paul in the first century church and the apostles lived in this type of environment. Its magic involved creating a state of spiritual efficacy of the feminine chaotic energy to bring forth a new order of equilibrium, balance, and enlightenment into the world. Brought forth by the birth of someone out of the abyss so all can become of one mind and thought. 
heart and language and have a one government system just as the spring festival of austria portrays to birth somebody out of the abyss it's a sex magic right folks it appears that the guide stones are positioned in a way depicting sex magic these are sick rites these sick rites were all about merging two opposites by first entering a state of chaotic frenzy then reach climax and after that the two opposites gel together and cuddle together as one where the yin and yang finally merge folks and hold each other in a future state of harmony equilibrium an age of aquarius an age of saturn combined <sighs> that's what that's about i'm trying to be very tactful here so what is exactly meant by the aquarian age the occult aquarian age is a time of transformation into a new communication age it's all about communication an age of technology dominated by networks a new information age to make all one with the divine we're all jealous one in some collective hive all together in peace safety and harmony guided by one universal language and one universal thought to arrive at this point comes by a convergence bringing together estes key and chaos to reach climax that comes by both terrorizing and bringing terror and fear into the world as well as a lot of pleasure why so the two can embrace in a peaceful equilibrium of one it mirrors the age of noah that jesus spoke about in the end times in matthew chapter 24 that's also seen in Genesis chapter 6, where the fallen watchers openly guided and communicated with humanity and brought forth all manner of evil and depravity into the world. Thus, the central theme of the age of Aquarius involves in communication, language, and interconnected networks. Therefore, the final age of Aquarius, Saturn, comes by successfully altering humanity where all remain in loyal communication with the infinite are those fallen watchers. As Dr. Evil would say, the fourth industrial revolution will affect our very essence of our human experience. We see the purpose of the age of Aquarius today, mirrored by the elites like Dr. Evil of the World Economic Forum, who wrote this in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, and I quote, the fourth industrial revolution, however, is not only about smart connected machines and systems. Its scope is much wider. Occurring simultaneously are waves of further breakthroughs in areas ranging from gene sequencing to nanotechnology, from renewables to quantum computing. It is the fusion of these technologies and their interaction across the physical, digital, and biological domains that makes the fourth industrial revolution fundamentally different from all previous revolutions. I find it strange how the world's elites who gather at Davos every year and the World Economic Forum and IMF and all these other places and gather around this Dr. Evil character, they all say in mirror what the residing hallmark of the age of Aquarius is all about, new technologies of communication, a time when these new technologies become the only means to improve humanity's food, governance of the world without any resistance you got to get everybody to think in one group think the age of aquarius is marked as a time of a new globalized technologies where nothing can be secret anymore and everything must be monitored tracked and surveilled as the means to control all all for the social 
good of humanity, for your safety, of course, folks. A time where truth is exchanged for agendas and turned over to groupthink. Have you noticed that? Where language is weaponized to shape your thoughts. A time marked to create new norms and values for a new world to emerge as one with the infinite, with those fallen watchers. It's all about communication, don't you know? An age of Aquarius is all about weaponizing the concepts of civil rights, environmental rights, blending of genders, redefining social justice in order to create a new collective global consciousness that Alice Bailey would term as the Christ consciousness. It's the age of Aquarius is all about replacing God's system, order, values, norms, which he set forth for our good and for our own protection because he loved us. These are seen as oppressive and must be destroyed. That Piscean age, as they call it, which is not. It's just, you know, they are trying to pit people against God's order and design, okay? These are seen as arcane, oppressive, and must be brought down by the eschacy, that rebellion, and the foreplay of chaos, confusion, and lawlessness, and destruction. And it comes through, everything has to be changed by the climax of going to war against all who oppose their hour of liberation. So all will cuddle together in the Aquarian age of reason and go home. What can I say, folks? The Great Reset that Dr. Evil of the World Economic Forum talks about is all about that. Using small talk foreplay with its seducing words and promises of pleasure where everything is free. Then comes the rape of the mind with threats, intimidation, lawlessness, and frenzy of chaos needed to reach equilibrium where you submit and huddle and your everything is brought into one. And you have to change what a very definition of what it means to be human in the process, folks. Just like it was in the days of Noah. And folks, you got to realize that uh, Dr. Evil of the World Economic Forum also said that the Great Reset will be a time of great peril. An opportunity to reshape the world. It can bring about the worst and the best in humanity. The worst for those who cling to God, Bible, and religion, and God's order, of course, but not so much for them. And according to the sex magic rites, this is called estesquisi, bringing to climax, needed to bring about the insemination to bring about a new world order. Where, where everything is about shifting the corporate business and, and world governments to educate the populations of the world on new norms, new values of what is right and what is wrong, where biological gender that God created is deemed as threatening and oppressive, where you're forced right by enforcing social justice racism without debate, sweet-talking everybody all the time about collectivism. It's all free, baby. It's all free. You'll have a long life. Just plug in and tune into the matrix, folks. Where everybody is under the iron heel of wokeness, human beings are reshaped into a new Nephilim. Along with that, the Aquarian age shifts people only to think about self. Where you are the great you, that you become the ultimate measure of all truth. You must gel with the group consciousness and the group collective. And, and where the group collective becomes you and you become the Borg collective. Where no one no longer needs to believe in anything outside of themselves. So they have no need to believe in God or the Bible or anything else. They call this the hour of liberation. To them, liberation comes by obliterating God, his ways, his order, his standard, and his creation, and altering it. This new Aquarian age is a time when the old order must submit to the young gods of humanity. 
Klaus Schwab, Dr. Evil, stated this very concept, and I quote, The biggest change in the world today is that the young don't learn from the old. They teach the old about the world today. Where you become the one who pulls all the strings while you own nothing and be happy about it in a metaverse and meta-narrative world. I suggest you look up the metaverse that uh, Mr. Uh, Facebook himself wants to create. Put these 3D goggles on you and live in the alternative universe. They've been experimenting with that. And one of the experiments that they did about a year ago involved a Chinese lady meeting her deceased daughter, her young daughter. And uh, in this metaverse world, this this is weird stuff. These people want to use a metaverse world in order to teach you a meta narrative world. Okay. As a matter of fact, guess what happened? November 10th through the 13th of 2021. Not too long ago, folks. The World Economic Davos bunch met in Dubai. Okay. And they call it the great narrative, the set up the great narrative, how to set up the stuff needed to legally basically take over everything. Look that up. I don't have time to go into it. Klaus Schwab of the Fourth Industrial Revolution in his book there says this, and I quote, We are at the threshold of a radical systemic change that requires human beings to adapt continuously. As a result, we may witness an increasing degree of polarization in the world marked by those who embrace change versus those who resist it. This is the chaos principle. Order out of chaos. This guy is spouting it right and left. The world elite spout this stuff. They want to implement this. They're, they're on a crusade to bring about the age of Aquarius. And that explains why you see, like, what they do is act like the steamroller bulldozing everything down in its path. And it appears unstoppable. Have you noticed that? I hope that explains that to you. Well, folks, let's look at some of these numbers now and see how some of this is related here. This same Chaldean numeric system is seen in the June 22nd and March 22nd dates, as well as the nine months between the two dates like this. June 22nd plus March 22nd equals 44, and 4 plus 4 equals 8, and you find the sums to interpret here and find out what they're up to here. Just listen to how close this mirrors the themes that I just expressed and, and what you're witnessing today. Just really think. I'm asking you to think here, because the guidestones lay out the plan how to do this and admonishments of how to combat things that come against it. So let's look at this. Here is a condensed Reader's Digest translation based on the theme of these pagan festivals here that are listed here. Remember, it is about sex magic here. So you got to interpret it in the, in the light of that. This is what it says in the Reader's Digest version. So listen carefully. You all must keep good, decent people blinded by using the folly of recklessness and madnesses of others. So the decent people keep their quiver of knapsack full of unused arrows, unused through the machinations of deception, delusions, and false judgments, and magic that influence decent people to keep living in their fool's paradise, always ignoring putting up any defense against the ferocious tiger sent to attack them so that they awaken too late surround it to respond to any danger so i asked do you see any of that lately in the world where you see uh people uh seeing lawlessness and like jesus says will increase the love of many growing cold you're seeing this principle and, and it keeps decent people in a box 
submit it so they don't react to it. Oh, everything's going to go back to normal and everything's going to go back to the way it was. We just have to endure this storm. I'm telling you, nothing is going back to normal. These people are pushing because they actually believe they're entering into the age of Aquarius and they want to reach that equilibrium state because to them, this is where the world should embrace. This is what the world should embrace, folks. This is how you bring unity. You alter their personality, you you distract them, you keep them preoccupied so they can't see that they're being surrounded, ready to be devoured, okay? They just, like, a, you know, like, like the Bible says, the devil walks about like a roaring lion. So let me scroll up to this point right here. Also, the Chaldean number 22 serves as a warning for future events, too. So you interpret the number 44 in the light of, of some warnings and admonitions here. Look at the Reader's Digest version, definition of 44, I put down here for you. To achieve this success in the future, avoid becoming greedy and materialistic because that would hinder or stop the divine plan by getting in trouble with the law. Avoid this by being very skillful in financial and commercial matters. All must stay indomitable, resolute, and all must stay true to the occultic Luciferian new virtues, so all involved must resist the temptation of greed stick with the plan at all cost or ruin shame will come avoid bad partnerships alliances rumors bad theories and advice this is an absolute for these folks here also note that the number eight that's used here when you come up here is a number referring to the influence of saturn or that the above occurs in saturn's astrological house or season this is where they, they apply this and where they know where to watch for this. This is why Klaus Schwab is saying time of great pearl and, and great opportunity as well as there's going to be people who resist. It's, we live in an angry age. He said all these things trying to prepare for this. Now look at this. So with that, let's look at what the number eight means under the influence of Saturn means. And I wrote it down here. So let's look at number eight here. This is a time to bring forth loss, decay, death, extinction by using money to keep acquiring more power so one takes over leadership positions in all areas of influence. Always assume the responsibility of power in these areas and always keep moving, controlling through recognition and a financial growth and rewards in business world to achieve this divine balance. Uh, the divine balance is equilibrium. It's the main meaning of the number nine. So the age of Saturn is eight comes before nine. Okay. So next on the explanatory tablet on section four, it reads, if you look on your screen, you can see section four. The center stone is what? Uh, 16 feet, four inches or, or 4.98 meters high. It weighs 20,957 pounds or 9,506 kilos here. So we saw the number 16.4 inches and 4.98 meters in section 3. And with that, there's really no need to go over these again with their warnings and their messages. There are other math formulas used that brings out other meanings. If I have time, I'll go back over that with you later because those have other meanings with other math formulas, which I did not bring out into my last message. Okay, I'll save that for a later time if the Lord allows. So let's look on your screen here. So let's translate the 20,957 pounds by the reduction formula like this. 2 plus 0 is 2. 2 plus 9 is 11. 11 plus 9 is 20. 20 plus 5 is 25. 25 plus 7 is 32. And 3 plus 2 equals 5. These are used to find the sums needed to translate, folks. 
and you need 2, 11, 20, 25, 32, and 5. So let's look and see what all this means, okay? Since we are translating this uh, obelisk, this inverted obelisk, this phallic system, you have to interpret it with and relating to the sex magic rites. Again, this is not for the squeamish. This is how you interpret this stuff. I'm trying to show you how this is, <laughs> comes about. In other words, to reach a state of estesky, our equilibrium harmony is achieved by slow climax through the divine feminine principle of seduction by being understanding, gentle, tactful, and unifying good and evil, true and false, and positive and negative to lead all into a state of frenzy. So I ask you folks, do you see any of that lately? Do you see this seduction going on? Do you see where right and wrong is being changed? There's a uh, gender fluidity is passed on like nothing, where uh, truth is, is destroyed. Do you, see, you, do you see this type of destruction, folks? I mean, come on. Do you really see it? It's happening right before our eyes. What these guide stones are guiding us by is actually being seen in the world today on a worldwide scale, like the likes we have not seen before. Okay? So they want to unify good and evil, true and false, and positive and negative to lead all into a state of frenzy. Well, number 11. During times of ominous hidden dangers, trials, and great difficulties, they must muzzle any treachery and opposition through chaos, disorder, and destruction. You can throw in lawlessness in there as well, okay? So let me scroll that up and look at number 20. That awakens allied men and women above to awaken the one below to arise from the abyss whose judgment stops all treachery, delays opposition to the divine plan. So improve, expand the spiritual side of nature. Conquer. By how? By observing and surveilling people and events. Use his experience that he learned from his past, implementing his deception through brute strife and inflicting trials to achieve success. This is all about going into and remaining in connection and, and contacting this one in the abyss we call the, the Antichrist, our Antichrist spirit, to get their guidance, okay, their guidance in order to maintain uh, this equilibrium. So they do this by getting messages from the abyss. I'm just telling you how this works. And because this entity came before probably Genesis chapter 6, no less. And he's sent into the abyss because of the crimes, but will be released at some point in time, just like the book of Enoch says. And so they'll get their information that they need to observe humanity and surveil them. Have you ever noticed that uh, we're being surveilled more and more? I mean, come on. It's all about surveillance, uh, tracking everything you buy, sell, and eat, putting you in, into Facebook's metaverse world so they know your thoughts and, and all this stuff. They can control you if they have that type of data. It's all about communication and collecting of data. That's the age of Aquarius there. So they observe and surveil people and events, and they use the experience that the Antichrist, or the fallen one they want to bring out of the abyss, that he learned from his past. Why? Let's look at that next. Let's look at 25 and 32 and 5 again. Let's going to close this out here. They use his experiences that he learned from his past, implementing his deception, brute strife, and inflicting trials in order to achieve success. How? By moving nations and people and businesses and corporations, education, government, etc., so forth, military, so forth, etc., together by using natural forces such as tempests of water, air, fire, 
use times of great danger to achieve greater financial power, hold true to his plans and judgments, and stop stupidity of people wrecking the plan, command nations to control people with the help of the royal star of the lion and of those, of those superior ones sent from the high places to grant success. Number five is interesting because that's Mercury, okay? During Mercury or through the influence of Mercury or through the house or during the time of the house of Mercury in an astrological sense, his vital force of irresistible magnetism brings forth balance, harmony, and equilibrium by speaking words about change, new ethics, new logic, new reasons, and freedom, promotions, and benefits, adventures, etc., spoken by his writer, spokesperson, and final spokesman. Folks, the age of Aquarius's hallmark is all about communication. And guess what? His final spokesman is revealed in uh, Revelation chapter 13, who we call the false prophet. In order to bring about new forms of communication where everybody must get the mark to buy, sell, or eat. With that, let's look at the kilos and what they mean really quickly here. Next, 9,506 kilos is reduced, and you find the sums 14, 20, and 2, which continues and furthers the instructions, admonishments that are needed to bring about this plan. And so, 14, 20, and 2 means this. Use combinations of natural phenomena of Earth to move people to change business dealings, lifestyles, so you all gain financial power. In times of great risk and danger, stop the foolhardy action of those who abuse the plan for one's own gain. Always act and plan with cautionary foresight. Stop right there. This is why these folks are always seen meeting at Davos, always planning, like the Rockefeller 2009-2010 on up to current date reports that help the United Nations. These people plan, scenario plan. All these events, all these clades, all these things that they do, folks, it's just one series of planning after another. Let's look at this even further. Always act and plan with cautionary foresight. Why? Number 20. Awaken allied men and women above to awaken the one below to arise from the abyss whose judgment stops all treachery delays opposition to the divine plan. So continue to improve, expand the spiritual nature of humanity to become cooperative partners and representatives of the duo, the yin and yang, becoming one in union to achieve equilibrium. You got to note, I wrote this down here. This expresses cuddling time where all are united emotionally and sympathetically with the one from below. Well, folks, this all fits with the themes behind the age of Aquarius, the age of Saturn, for the final merging of opposites into one by the rape of the heart and mind by Saturn, okay? In order to achieve a pleasurable state. I'm just trying to explain this in nice terms here. This happens when the elite seek to housebreak humanity to open their hearts and minds to embrace this new age of reason. Because only the enlightened elite know where to go. And they will say that like at this uh, Dubai meeting of the World Economics Forum New Narrative Summit, they, they call it. Look that up on the internet. So how they achieve that is through a time of great pain and suffering a time during times of want, a time of shortages, to train people to think globally so they faithfully comply with their New Age vision for the world. 
Those who refuse are demonized, marginalized, or warred against. The Aquarian Age is about combining religion, psychology, and sciences together to pro promote health, happiness, and enjoyment of life, where you own nothing and you will eventually be happy about it, because the elites will take care of you. Okay, It's a time in their eyes one must remove the toxins, called people, of the old order, once that is achieved, new light can emerge to enlighten humanity after all the poisonous people have been eliminated, along with everything associated with the old order. you got to build it back better. You heard that phrase before? The left does so with conservatives and free thinkers. Biden did so with Trump. Why? In order to build back a better world. You destroy everything that somebody else did and to bring about this new equitable sustainable world that that worships mother earth i mean there's it's written on the guidestones leave room for nature right they want to reduce the world's population right it's written on the stones so the left will do anything to achieve this plan and if any conservative or free thinker gets in the way it's get rid of them demean them dehumanize them make them the enemy put a meta narrative so that the group of people will be pitted against one class of people who will fight another class of people to do their the dirty work for them so in order to achieve that folks you have to destroy all individual thought and ideas of freedom because these are seen as oppressive and dangerous so everybody can be hugged by the benevolent slavery that these people want to embrace you with this is the same method that cults use to control people folks it's controlled by the group don't hurt the group do it for the group if you don't you're going to be cut off you're going to be demonized you are bad person if you don't get this done to you it's all about universal brotherhood take your medicine for others comply or die you won't buy or sell or eat if you don't comply you will die you must submit to the group collective do it for the group do it for the group do it for the group the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few if you don't you don't love you're not uh you're a racist you're you're evil if you don't comply do you see how that works anybody who's been through a cult knows what i'm talking about in some group like that that is what the dawning of the age of aquarius is about so why did i bring this up well i brought this up to bring this point out i want to show you what we need to do about this okay that's why i brought it up we got to know your enemy right we're in a spiritual war we got to know how to fight right so look at psalms 144 verse 1 it says a psalm of david blessed is the lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle to stop right there i'm just going to use that one verse as a springboard that's why we have to do this. The Lord trains our fingers for war. We have to know the enemy here. I never wanted to do any study in the occult world whatsoever. I resisted this to no end. I really did. But God kept moving me to study. Then I came across a lot of writings that had that had research documents and notes in the books. I go, Gary Wayne can do it. If, if all these other people can do it, if Michael Heiser can do it, and other people can look at this stuff and maintain their sanity, I guess I better obey God. I never really did want to study this. I'm not trying to exalt the occult world whatsoever. I'm just trying to show you how they think. They laid out a plan. 
we're seeing it happen right now in the world i call it the rape of saturn what else can i say um that's what we're seeing to bring about equilibrium into an aquarian age that's what it's all about in these people and you're seeing it on a worldwide scale by the top one percent who want to dominate and control and bring everybody into a state of slavery mental slavery so forth etc that is why i'm bringing it up again look at psalms 144 verse 1 it says blessed be the lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle training for war involves going against the spiritual foe knowing how they operate knowing there's a cadre of elite occultists in the background conjuring stuff in the world to make this happen a age of aquarius now you understand why you see what you're seeing likewise in matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 13 the parable of the wise and foolish bridesmaids as i call them who are job is to prepare the bride of christ well you see in those verses that it gets really dark and the light is fading and night descends upon the land okay you have the first and second watch of the night and people are getting discouraged they lose heart when the light is dimming they get discouraged they get down in times like these then at midnight the beginning of the third watch which symbolizes in those verses the darkness of the night the witching hour a time when the occult world seems to be winning getting ready for its big final push the last two watchers of the night think about that folks they think about the fourth watch being the seven-year tribulation just just think about it they are all slumbering that's what happens in the church everybody's tired they're discouraged they they're, they're, what do i do that's because the occult world's like I, like I said before in their own writings they want decent good people to go to sleep and slumber and not pay attention to the tiger circling them ready to pounce they want to distract them they want to keep them uh, they're fighting lawlessness over here then over here it's just so much data coming to you and you're about ready to explode and you feel like giving up and you're losing heart in times like these folks that's what the midnight hour represents, that third watch, the witching hour, when the occult world practices its stuff. It's gross, sick stuff. It's spell casting at those hours. It's called the witching hour, folks. Then a call goes forth in the witching hour. The bridegroom cometh, just like it says in Matthew, the bridegroom cometh, go out to meet him. This means you got to go out into the darkness and shine the light of Jesus. You don't hunker down and hide in your little cave here. You have to go out on the road. You have a vessel of oil, the Holy Spirit, and your lamp is full of oil. And you are to go on the road. Okay? And Job chapter 1 verse 8 says, Have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on earth? A blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Do you not know when God speaks forth a word of redemption over a person, he's faithful and just to perform that word, and nothing is going to uh, stop it? This is an ultimate slap in the devil's face. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, guess what? You are redeemed. You're declared righteous by God, and he's going to work that in your life. It's called sanctification. We are coming to a time when you under, need to understand that as you walk this dark road this dark road is going to refine you get things out of your system folks we are coming to a time that intercessors and prayer warriors are called to do to battle the darkness of the hour in a manner and way that most have not considered 
What I discovered in these stones, if my hypothesis is correct about how the Chaldean number system lays out the devil's plan for the end times here, notice through it all it warns of their own human allies' foolhardy, treacherous acts of jealousy and greed that could delay the plan. That is a theme there. All throughout there, it just warns that from their own ranks will come treachery. We see this in Gideon's 300, where they were able to overcome a vast army, where God sowed confusion into the enemy's camp, and the enemy destroyed each other without, other than Gideon making a bunch of noise and breaking lights and shining light in darkness. We're called to walk a dark road, you know. This is also seen in the story of King Jehoshaphat of Judah when facing impossible odds. God set forth and sent confusion into the enemy's vast ranks and Judah won. You got to realize this, folks. They did not win this battle by their words. They did not win this battle by decrees and their declares. They did not win this battle by their works and great wisdom that could save them. They had to come to a point like King Jehoshaphat did that only God could save them. God brought victory after they realized it's all about him. Oh man, we're about ready to perish. Oh Lord, help us. Help us on this dark hour. We can't do this on our own. And God brought the victory. He heard a righteous Jehoshaphat's heartfelt, honest prayer. But, but before that, Jehoshaphat, if you read the story there, had to shed all his assumptions about God's grace, overlooking his dealings with Ahab, and other deal-making with foreign powers that's seen in Second Chronicles chapter 17 and 18. You should go back and study that. He made some bad deals, and, and he ate the fruit of it with his last invasion coming to take over his country, folks, like a storm. And he had to get on his face. He had a couple of prophets rebuke him, and he had to get right with God real quick and shed his assumptions that God's going to overlook things in his life that he's doing, folks. So can we likewise pray as we walk in this dark hour? I just want to pray with you. Just look on your screen. I'm going to have the prayer listed up there for you too. So with that, let's pray, folks. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, forgive us and help us repent from our ways and wrong ideas about you. Show us how we compromise. Help us repent and turn back to you. Only you can save us from this vast evil because it's too great for us. Therefore, if you deem fit, Lord, please send forth confusion, disarray, treachery among the enemy's ranks that seek our utter destruction. Also cause your house, your church, to turn from their self-exalting ways. Expose that to them who know you. Separate the foolish from the wise, and grant the wise courage to walk this dark road. Gather your wise before you midst this dark hour, oil in our vessels. Knowing you are refining us as gold, keep our lamps shining, your will and your ways, not ours. Let us shine the light of who you are. Grant us strength to go on and the courage to stand. This enemy is too great, I ask. Help us expose evil for what evil is. Lord, again I ask, help us expose evil for what it is on this dark hour as we face trials and tribulations and persecution and deprivation and all kinds of things. Lord God Almighty, Heavenly Father, send forth confusion, disarray, treachery into their camp so your people can gather, renew strength in this dark hour and overcome because we need strength. A lot of folks, Lord, mercy, mercy on us. We do not understand what's going on. 
Lord, help them understand because we are weak. We need you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Give them the knowledge of you and who you are so they can walk in this dark hour. Well, folks, I will repost this prayer at the end of the credits. With that, stay tuned in as we continue our series on the Judas Generation, Prophetic Fingerprints. With that, folks, know that censorship is real. Because there will come a time when the censorship will get so hard that you'll have to go to websites like Josh Peck's or other sites in order to get content like this. Okay, so just consider becoming a member of the day. Also, look at your screen and you'll see my contact information. If you'd like to help me out and support me, all my contact information is on there, as well as my book title as well. You can help support me by my book. You can help support me by PayPal account and stuff that is on that screen right now before your eyes. With that, I want to ask you all to be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.